You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show or to contact us directly, visit us online at www.betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. Welcome back, listener, to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast, now 100% human with zero artificial intelligence involved. Um, it's uh, good to be back, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to continue in these 30 minutes of discussing the grand biblical narrative. But first, listener, if you could do me a solid, number one, if you could like and subscribe to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast, especially the whole host of people who have recently started listening to the podcast. We had a huge jump in listenership, um, but not a huge jump in subscribers. So uh, the math's not adding up on that. So hey, oh, it. If you could, uh, if you could help rectify that and help uh, the, balance the books, the that new, would be fantastic. The new, the new listeners may not have gotten to those episodes where you coerce, bully, and threaten listeners to subscribe yet. It's true. I, I do. Uh, new listeners, if you don't know, um, don't, don't make me raise my voice. All right, you will not like it. You would not like I, him I when he's angry. Yeah, that's right. And the second thing is, uh, go to our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. And leave us a message right on the front page. There's a button. You can click it and leave us uh, feedback. That is the number one ultimate thing we love getting, even more than iTunes, Apple Podcast reviews, more than five stars, all that. We love hearing direct feedback. And we actually got lots of it from last week's episode, and that is uh, encouraging as always. Yeah, I do love a snack basket. I mean, I mean, the online stuff is great. Oh my goodness! I'm kidding. Uh, I, I will also say that we were we were promised uh, a share of the snack basket, and my cup runneth empty. That's all oh. I'll say. Uh, you'll get it at the end of season four. <laughs> <laughs> my delivery speed will mirror that of my colleagues. Um, so, can we just acknowledge here for a second that this is two weeks in a row that we're all three on the podcast? So I know uh, it's, that seems rare sometimes. Worthy By the of grace celebration. of God. Amen. Amen. Um, so we're still going to be in Genesis 22 and shocker, yeah, sort of, sort of though. Yeah. But this it's is a it's, different episode. That's right. We're putting a wrap on Genesis 22, essentially well, the, the Abraham part. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, going to talk about something that we have talked a lot about, frankly, but just in different contexts and different stories. And you all, you all remember the 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 game name that tune i'm sure right i can Absolutely. i can name that song in one note <laughs> wow look at this guy <laughs> like that's that's when it would get for real like they would you know they'd go like 10 count down from 10 things heated up when it got to five if someone if someone could name that song in one note like opponent just go home you're done like you <laughs> you are you're not competing with this kid it was like so uh I was at a math and science competition one time because I was really popular. Uh, <laughs> middle middle school was so hard. Um, anyway, but I was at a math and science competition, and there's we're in eighth grade, and they put this problem that, in hindsight, was like a at least a twelfth grade problem up on the thing for people to solve. And one kid 
gets it really quick. Like I'm, I'm still reading the question. And I'm like, should I, should I try? You know, am I competing to see what my best is? Because I'm not that, I'm not that good. Like this, I can't win. Uh, anyway, sorry, I just relived my middle school insecurity <laughs> on the show. No, so it's okay. I like, named that tune in one note. Um, he was well, we, one note guy. I'm just saying that this guy at the math and science, he was he was the guy who can name it in one note. Gotcha. Well, I think we we talked about beforehand, like movies and things like that that associate certain theme songs with certain characters. And we were actually initially in the pre-recording podcast going to actually talk about like Darth Vader or the Emperor, uh, like the on Star Wars where you have like the the Imperial Death March, da 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 da. And then Nathan pointed out, he said that would be two weeks in a row that you all are kind of like illustrating God with the Emperor and now Darth Vader. He said that just that just didn't work. <laughs> We've talked about uh, discourse comparing God to Thanos too, so it's like that. I we're, will say, we're thin ice here. yeah, I will say that Nathan has compared God to Jaws, so that is at least happening. Oh, L. <laughs> so we're 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 not actually comparing God to these characters. We're y'all are making out, me y'all are making me feel very safe that I'm recording from a distance when y'all are together in Tupelo in case lightning strikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be like a bad force power, though. That would be Palpatine again. Oh my gosh, I'm guilty too. <laughs> there it is. So uh, another example that we used is like Wizard of Oz, for instance. The when you hear the da 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 da, you think Wicked Witch, but then there's mm. also that it's not as memorable, but uh, it's that slower, very sweet tune that that is Glinda, the Good Witch of the North. That every time it's played, whether or not you see the character, you think, oh, something good is about to happen because the influence of her character is here. Um, so in translating all of that into how does that fit in Genesis 22, please, is we have talked in previous times about seeing Jesus in the Old Testament. And there is a temptation to see him everywhere literally under every about, rock under yes. every rock uh, uh, that might be under, a bad example because of first corinthians 10 4 where paul says and the rock was christ but y'all know what i mean that, uh, we know what you mean right so for instance um the word exegesis means pulling the the meaning out of the text and eisegesis means bringing meaning to the text uh and then you you had that joke forever ago on the show that that there's also I see Jesus, which is seeing Jesus everywhere in the text. That's right. In fact, it was a seminary professor that actually was complaining about the the temptation at seminary. And Nathan, you can speak to this. Uh, the the temptation in just about all graduate work is to to oversee rather than undersee because you're you're looking at this stuff and you're being allowed and privileged to take time to pour over the scriptures. The temptation is to see beyond what's actually there. Um, yeah, and 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 I don't want people to hear what we're not saying because if I'm listening casually at home, I'm like, "Whoa, time out! Why are they not wanting to see Jesus in Scripture?" We believe that all Scripture is God breathed. Jesus is called the Word. The wrestling match and in interpretation is God reveals gradually 
right? It's, you know, God reveals over time. The Bible is this unfolding story. And, and so often we can be so quick to see Jesus everywhere that we miss the unique revelation that the incarnation of God in, in the person of Jesus Christ was, right? We, we, we can actually, we can actually undermine the, the very thing that we're trying to celebrate by, by rushing the story, so to speak. Mm. Mm. What are your thoughts on this, Gandalf? Um, it, talking about wanting to see Jesus everywhere, it reminds me of the phenomenon of para, uh, pareidolia. Do you guys know what that is? Uh, refresh me. It's the phenomenon where you like see faces and everyday objects that where they don't exist, like the front of cars. Oh, Jesus like, toast. Uh, Jesus toast. Or Jesus yeah. toast. Or, or like faucets where like the overflow um, drain looks like a face and then the, the faucet's a nose, that kind of thing. It's called pareidolia. Well, gotcha. The more you know. I did not know what that was called, but I see lots of faces. I don't know if that makes me crazy, but I see faces and stuff. All around me are familiar faces. So when we look at this story, fellas, like we talked last week and mentioned it the week before, that the ram here that becomes the substitute for Isaac, um, if just to read the scripture, we're, we've already read this in previous weeks, but just to refresh where we've been, Abraham is going to kill Isaac and he doesn't. And picking up in verse 13, this is chapter 22 ESV, it says, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And God went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. But that this is not the only place that Jesus is seen here. There's also the fact that Isaac allowed himself to be bound. That well, I, you said something toward the end of last week's episode, and you said it in passing. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until I listened to the episode this Tuesday that I really chewed on it. And I was like, that was the most brilliant thing said in the episode. Uh, you know, you... And and you left it separate, but I was like, no, I think it's together. Like you talked, you talked, we, I, I mentioned something about the Exodus, mm -hmm. right? Like that Pharaoh's firstborn son. And and then you connected it also, Hey, but hey, the Hebrews doors were covered by the blood of the lamb. Mm. I, when I was thinking about that, I added one final piece. When God is appearing to Moses um, in the burning bush in Exodus three and four, Exodus four, 22, I believe, is the first time that God refers to Israel as his firstborn son. Firstborn son, yeah. And so, and so God is setting his firstborn son free. Those who have a substitute, <laughs> the lamb's blood on their doorway, pass out in freedom. Those, those who do not meet the altar, you, you said I was like that. I, I do think, man, I think Genesis 22 is directly leading to, uh, directly tied in with Passover. Uh, right. The more I, the more I thought about it, um, but but it does, you know, Matt. If if I'm if if I'm hearing you and I'm at home and I'm skeptical, drawing the Jesus dots, how how can you say that that points to Jesus? The the obvious feedback is, well, number number one, the New Testament makes these connections, right? That's right. Um, but you always how, feel more comfortable when the your commentary confirming your analysis is the New Testament. Yeah, I love that. I, I like to say that the the New Testament is our authoritative commentary on the Old Testament, right? Um, 
our spirit empowered uh Jesus revealed commentary on what the Old Testament means and where it was going it's it's the tough tension though of where does the New Testament give us positions like these are the examples or does the New Testament give us a method does that make sense yeah I get that um, you, you understand what he's saying Gandalf yeah it's like because the because we're we're warning you at the beginning of this episode against like seeing Jesus everywhere, but you feel way better about it when the New Testament is going. No, actually, that was Jesus. Yeah. So I, I referenced the First Corinthians, isn't it? First Corinthians ten four, where uh, Paul says, "In the rock was Christ." Um, let me pull that up real quick. Um, yeah, and that rock yes, was Christ. First Corinthians ten four. Um, sometimes the New Testament writers. Uh, will make an appeal to how God was leading to Jesus from the Old Testament. Like Paul uses the Abraham Isaac thing uh, in Romans 4. He uses it in Romans 8. And you can see that. And you're like, okay, that makes sense. I can see how God was establishing that thread. Other times, staying in Paul, you have a harder to understand what is Paul saying in in 1 Corinthians 10.4. And we don't have time to unpack that one today. Uh, but you'll have a harder example and you'll wonder what he's doing. And and people are just kind of like, well, I guess if you can find anything that leads to Christ and people will start, I, I would argue, sometimes looking for Christ in the Old Testament in ways that the Old Testament writers uh, maybe weren't doing and in the way that the New Testament writers maybe weren't doing. So there's not 100 percent agreement on this, but what things can we bear in mind? We've said one or two of them. What things can we bear in mind when we're arguing for these threads or trajectories of seeing stuff in the Old Testament that is ultimately pointing us to, in other words, when should we listen for his theme music and how many notes should we wait for Mm -hmm. until we're confident it's his song? Ooh, that's that's Uh, a very- I love that, Nathan. (laughs) That's a very good way of thinking about this. And maybe there's an intermediate I was just ripping you off, but that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe there's an intermediate step pressing back into what you pulled from last week and taking us to Exodus. Is the intermediate step is how does this connect to Exodus? Because we know Exodus connects to Christ. Mm, mm. So maybe and there's, maybe there's been some really uh and I don't know how deep our uh listeners, if you're not just a listener, if you're a reader too, um, there are there have been two books written in the past. A uh, couple of years on, uh, I think they both have the same title, uh, Echoes of Exodus. Um, the more approachable one uh, is written by Alistair Roberts and Andrew Wilson. It's called Exodus, Echoes of Exodus, Tracing Themes of Redemption Through Scripture. There was a longer one called uh, Echoes of Exodus, Tracing a Biblical Mo- Motif by Brian Estelle. And it's it's more academic. But to Matt's point, like the the I like that, Matt, when you can ground it. If 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 the trajectory you're arguing for is grounded in a big and already established thing, mm. you might be onto something. I like that. Yeah, a, a lot of times grounded in key covenants, and again, you have the Abrahamic covenant. Mm. Um, so that that's a big one. A big one for us on the show is uh, we we try to consult the history of interpretation, right? Right. We're not the first ones. So anytime where the New Testament authors um make such a connection you're on good footing cuz they they were inspired by the spirit who is revealing scripture through them and they made the connection so kudos Nathan let me ask this question so if christians are guilty of i see jesus um or, or perhaps is ancient jewish commentary at times guilty of i see abraham ooh 
um or no, I so see like, Moses or trying yeah, to Yeah, oh, that's because that, well that's well that's my uh you know cuz we we even did the episode uh and I this is one of my favorite examples. Uh we did the episode several weeks back when you couldn't be there. It was around Christmas time where uh the gospel of Matthew in a real way presents Jesus as the new Moses. Like we right. we, we traced a lot of and it's like they're doing two things at once. They're, they're reaching back and, and using what God has already revealed to provide a grounding for what he's doing in Christ as a fulfillment of that. But they're also showing how it was not, you know, I think of Hebrews uh, talking about they didn't really fully enter their rest under Joshua, right? right. Um, the, the New Testament writers are also showing how the Old Testament is always pointing beyond itself. Um, so it's it's not it's not wrong to hear the Abraham or the Moses. It is incomplete to not see how it's also pointing to Jesus. Well, I understand that. I was just talking about how one of the things you talk about ancient rabbinic tradition and ancient Jewish interpretation. How there is so things get really speculative at times of what, filling yeah, in the white space. Yeah. What's What's interesting to me is. Um, and I would I would say this is a big point of divergence, and I'll probably be accused of oversimplification. Well, I'll be accused of something, so um, <laughs> may as well be that. Um, it's interesting for me the shape that Christianity takes over against the shape that Judaism takes in the time after Jesus. Um, uh, Jewish interpretation breaks down to, to roughly two big things. One is halakha, from the Hebrew word halak, to walk or to go about, like think of Paul in Ephesians. Uh, pay mm -hmm. careful attention then to how you walk or walk worthy of the calling by which you've been called. That's practical outworking of your faith, ethics, mm -hmm. things like that. There's also Haggadah, which is story. And it's interesting. Story is so focal in the Old Testament and the New Testament too, right? Um, after the temple is destroyed by the Romans in um, in 70 AD, there's lots of narrative reflection on the story, but the practice of Judaism increasingly becomes about halakha. It, right. it, it focuses on the do rather than the story. And it's, it's interesting for me, there's plenty of reflection on uh, ethics in Christianity, but man, they spend centuries working out the implications of the story. Uh, you know, mm. Uh, what does it mean for this character, Jesus, to be one and the same with God, to pronounce forgiveness of sins, uh, you know, working out the implications of the Trinity and stuff like that? It's it's interesting. If if you don't. And I don't mean this as a critique, I don't think, but but it's it is an interesting development. If you don't see where God was going with Jesus. You're going to focus on where you need to go rather than where God went. Another way of saying is that if you're ignoring what God has done in Christ to fulfill the 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 law, so to speak, you're going to go uh, in the this ethical direction of trying to please God through other means. Mm. Well, and, that, and it's you know it's why I know y'all y'all know I've talked about Mishnah uh, and Nasim, uh, which is women, and Gittin, the tractate on divorce. It's why you can have this entire tractate on divorce and 95% of it is how to conduct your divorce in a kosher way. And the last three sentences are, oh, yeah, so what are the grounds for divorce? Mm. 
when I feel like the Bible is overwhelmingly, man, here's what God created marriage to be, right? Right. Like mm-hmm. Jesus gets asked the divorce question. Hey, remember how it was in the garden? <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul navigates the relations of husbands and wife, husbands and wives in Ephesians. Hey, remember what God created in the garden? Remember Genesis two twenty four. It's it's that thing. It's not that Christianity is unconcerned with walking out our faith. Paul gives a lot of that instruction, but it is so it is so concerned with how to ground what we do in the story that was always leading to Jesus. It's interesting going back uh, to divorce. I was actually asked this week by someone of why are there not more specific instructions on divorce? Um, why is why is there so much interpretation on something like that? And my thinking is is that first of all, going back to Nathan's point, when Jesus was questioned about it. He takes people back to this was God's plan and design. This is what God wanted. Like, um, it's it's kind of like, uh, oh, we were talking about this before the episode, I think, before recording. C.S. Lewis, you've got good and bad. Good, we, we consider good through goodness, but we also consider what's bad through goodness by how not good it is. And that's what makes it bad because it's not good. And the more not good it is, the more bad it is. Um, so I think that's a little bit what Jesus is in divorce is, is saying, Hey, compare it to what's supposed to be first. But my understanding is, is that if we had more specific instructions, um, first of all, we would work out a more complicated system. We would. And it would, there, it would never be exhaustive. There would still be, uh, Hey, Hey, what about? Yeah. It would never be exhaustive. And Leaving things in, in vague, I think, inten- anticipates the complexities of life and that knowing that life is going to be complex, if we have a starting place of this is God's plan and desire, but certain things happen because the hardness of hearts, um, the, there's a lot of working that out in between. Um, yeah. But Jesus, and, go ahead. As, and all of this comes back to when should we see Jesus in a passage? <laughs> right. The, right. Uh, yeah, I, and, and again, I, I would say some, some practical takeaways for, for that and for just tr- tracing trajectories through Scripture. Um, this is, I mean, we're talking about, again, having the Bible God wants us to have. Number one, if, if you have resources available to you, some of it's available online, consider how people have understood this passage before you, you know, the, the spirit indwelt church of Christ has existed for 2,000 years. If no one has arrived at this understanding before you, are you maybe seeing something that's not there? Mm-hmm. Um, conversely, if there's a strong uh, current for something in the history of interpretation, maybe worth looking into, again, especially if A, uh, the New Testament writers did it, B, it's grounded in something that the Bible is using, something like the Exodus or the or one of the covenants, the Davidic covenant, the Abrahamic covenant. Um, if if you have some strong and 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 a third one for me is if it makes more sense of the new passage without betraying the old passage. Can I can I add two more, Nathan? Oh, go for it. Uh, so two, go ahead. I was about to say we're, we're going to arrive at our complex system. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think this is a, these are simple ones. These are simple oh good ones. good is uh, vocab. 
is that if it's, we do this a lot during the podcast, are there words that are only, that are used just a few handful of times that might be linking a passage together? So that's one. And then the second one, and we do that a lot in the podcast, like for instance, Nathan mentioned to us last week, this is the first time that love is mentioned in the Bible right here in Genesis 22. We talked about that a few episodes ago with fire. That, we, missed, right. we missed a, a, a great moment with the Jamiroquois song. Uh, what is love? A.B., don't hurt me. Don't hurt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the other thing here, and this is, this is probably the simplest one, is uh, geography. Where did it happen? Like this is, this is a simple look at where the story or the encounter happened can sometimes tell you, does this happen to be connected to Jesus in some way? The fact that this is happening on Mount Moriah, future That's Jerusalem, <laughs> just big. geography. Like, only, so I, only, I'm, I'm going to be a hypocrite here and quote from Lord of the Rings um, when I accuse y'all uh, of doing uh, it all the time. Sometimes <laughs> you're reading scripture and you feel like Gandalf and you're like, I have no memory of this place. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. That That's good. Sorry. I love it. I have been trained because of this podcast. I look for mountaintops. I look for trees and I look for meals. That's like the things <laughs> I focus well, on. And, so and, and anytime you have garden versus wilderness too. Mm. Uh, also, also cardinal directions. If anything is east, it's like, oh, he's going east. It's east. <laughs> That's right. And I, I think a, another theme, if you want to, this is a major checkoff gun moment, really, this story. Is because the idea of uh, the New Testament's monohenes, only son, only unique son, only one like this one, that's introduced here. Yeah. And that's introduced here. And this is, so this is the gun above the fireplace, so to speak, that's going to uh, go off multiple times as we talk about Jesus later in the Bible. Um, so that, that's a. Uh, well, and that That's goes back to point. like vo- that goes back to your vocab point, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, but so as we often say, we might be crazy about some things, just not this. Right. <laughs> yeah. True. It sounds like we need a sponsorship from Logos Bible Software. <laughs> if, you, if you're listening, we will glad we will gladly plug you for money. Uh, Logos Bible or, Software or snack baskets. I keep coming back or, to snack or, or snack baskets. <laughs> But only for Nathan, even though I myself was guilty of trying to steal it. I did. I tried. I, I attempted to steal the, the gift basket for myself. But, you know. So next week, we're going to uh, finish out Genesis 22 and probably move into 23 as well. Um, because believe it or not, even though the Abraham arc never ends, we are transitioning into Abraham physically moving out of the story um hmm. so it's go rest high on that mountain <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, i'm uh i'm looking at the end of 22 and i can tell you i will not be reading oh um <laughs> <laughs> i'm intimidated uh, uh, genealogy there anyway well cool hey great to be with everybody this week uh gandalf you want to wrap us up uh, I do want to wrap us up, and I want to remind uh, listeners who may be new here, if you have listened to 28 minutes of the podcast and you are, for whatever reason, not subscribed, then why don't you take a moment right now, unless you're driving or something like that, and click uh, the heart, the checkbox, the like, 
thumbs up, five stars, whatever the positive interaction looks like on your platform of choice. And you're going to receive a notification every Tuesday morning when we release a new episode discussing this grand narrative. And it'll or just tell a out. friend. Just tell a friend. T- tell a friend. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. Or the ultimate thing, leave us a comment at Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. Dot com. We love getting those. But until then, we'll uh, you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Shalom. Locked in. I that works. That works. Da, 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 da.